Welcome to the Live Well podcast hosted by the Healthy Campus team from Wellness Services. I wanted to acknowledge that today we are on Treaty 7 land and we are excited that you guys are here with us today. The Live Well podcast is a series focused on the voices and experiences of our students, staff, and faculty here at Mount Royal University. We intend this series to be conversation-based, informal, and all about the experiences and insights of our Mount Royal community. This series will cover a range of topics, and today we are focusing on sleep. My name is Charmaine Brewer. My pronouns are she and her, and I'm the Health Outreach Coordinator with the Healthy Campus team. I'd like to now pass it off to our main host for today, Denica Hartwick, to lead us with some introductions and discussions. Thank you, Sherman. So yeah, my name is Danica Hartwick. Pronouns are she, her. I'm a student leader on campus and a senior lead for the peer-to-peer mental health educators. Today, we're just talking about sleep as 90% of Mount Royal students said they want to hear more about sleep and that's what we want to talk about. So we have two guests today, Janet and Joseph, which I will let introduce themselves. Janet, we can start with you. Ooh, thanks for having me. I'm Dr. Janet Miller. I'm a psychologist and I work in the Student Counseling Center at Mount Royal. I've been with Mount Royal for 20 some odd years. Love talking about sleep. One of my favorite topics. 20 some odd years. Wow. Right? I've, been, I've been around for 20 years. <laughs> um, I'm Joseph. Uh, no shame in any age. We love people who are dedicated to the best university in you know, the city. <laughs> <laughs> I am the vice president of student affairs at SAMRU and I am an education student. I'm trying to become a junior high teacher. I'm in my third year of education and I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So I guess we can just start in with some questions for you guys. My first one is how has sleep or how have you noticed sleep affected your own or students you talk to's schoolwork, academic life? If I had a dollar for every time I've witnessed a student sleep in class, I'd be a milli... No, I'm not You could afford your tuition? I could afford my <laughs> tuition for this semester. Yeah, for sure. Oh my goodness. There are so many times. And like, you know, in my own life, it's so tiring. You have 8 a.m. classes, you transit for an hour and a half, so you have to wake up at 5.30 a.m. But your last class is at 6 p.m. So, you know, just like what a life the student life is. And you can't afford sleep sometimes. Yeah. I think sleep is also a side effect of a bunch of other stuff, right? It's often the first thing to go. It feels like the commodity that we can spend more of or less of to get other things done. So I don't know, aren't we maybe in a sleep-deprived society to a certain degree in this hurry, hurry, do more, do more, fit it all in? And it's hard to honor good sleep. We don't walk around saying like, how are you? Like, I'm an awesome sleeper. I'm so good. I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. A plus on sleep. But we want more of that. that. That's a good point, right? Ask how somebody is. They're like, yeah, I got eight hours of sleep last night. I'm doing great. Like, you don't hear that. Nobody gets eight hours of sleep. Wow. I should put that on my Instagram app bio, like seven hour sleeper. Like, right? Oh, man. People will be like, whoa, I want to be like whoa. that guy. Uh-huh. And you're a student. <laughs> I, I, I want to be like that guy. No wonder you're rocking it. It's one of the best things you can do for your success, but it's one of the first things that goes when we're busy. Yeah. And not mm-hmm. just academic success, like success in life. Yeah, I definitely think it's not just a student thing. It's a person thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. really important to focus on. Like, sometimes I think as students, we get really isolated. We're like, nobody gets us. But, like, everybody gets us. Everybody's going through the same things. It's just sometimes it feels heightened as a student, I think. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we can even process that into how sleep can affect your creative outlook or how you work in your mm-hmm. life, how good sleep can change your work ethic. Well, it makes you sloppy. It makes me sloppy. I don't know if it makes <laughs> you sloppy, but when I am tired, I make mistakes I wouldn't normally make. I miss details. 
I can either be sluggish and it just takes me a long time to do the things that normally I'd snap myself through. Or I have to go back and like you read a page and you're like, oh, I have no idea what I just read. And you have to go back and read again and again. That can be an impact of sleep deprivation for sure. So memory retention is impacted, your focus is impacted, your efficiency, your ability to consolidate memory, link it with other stuff that you've learned. If you're tired, it just takes extra effort. So it's like going through mud. Like you're still getting there, but you're moving through mud. It can really slow down the process cognitively. So there's lots of studies that when you get good sleep, and in this university population, your age group is about seven hours to nine hours of staying asleep all night long. If you get consistent where are those stats from? I know. Yeah, that was a good, oh, I, would, I wish. Right? This, okay. Wow. Really? This is a shock to you. Okay. So you need, in this age group, that sort of young adult, seven to nine hours is what your brain needs to be functioning optimally. And if you have more sleep, you might get sort of almost like sleep drunk. Like you're overtired. Right? It's yeah. a foggy yeah. feeling. And if you don't get enough sleep, then you're sleep deprived. And of course, there are variations. I know some people who swear they only need four hours of sleep and they seem to function beautifully. But typically for our brain... A sleep specialist would say seven to nine hours. I just feel like I don't know anybody that gets seven to nine hours in a night. Okay. That's a young adult. Uh, that's, yeah, that's my age. Sorry. <laughs> well, this is the goal. And now there's lots of things that compete with that, right? We've got your social life. We've got your academic life. There's things happening like the discords and the gaming and all the, the distractions. We've got our phones and all the technology that get in the way of really good sleep at night. Or things like caffeine or alcohol, drugs, etc. Like there's other things that might be occurring that might disrupt your sleep, but... I think your friendly neighborhood psychologist would say, please try to aim for seven hours of sleep. So when you're going to sleep, you go through stages of sleep. You've got growth hormone that's released. You've got all sorts of great things that are happening for repairing your cellular health and wellness. And then you drop into deeper sleep where you're dreaming and maybe you can act out your dreams. Stage four sleep. I've launched into sleep stages. This might not have been what you wanted. I love it. Then you go into something called REM sleep, rapid eye movement sleep, where if you were watching someone sleeping, they would be catatonic. They don't have any muscle tension, but your brain looks just as active as it is right now. So they call it paradoxical sleep or I know it's that's so sleep cool. is fascinating. And it's that REM sleep that is so good for your mental health. It's good for fighting off depression and anxiety and Whoa. consolidating memory and creativity that you mentioned, Joseph. And your sleep cycle, that REM sleep you get a little bit after 90 minutes or in that first 90 minutes of sleep. In the next 90 minutes, you get a little bit more. That's three hours of sleep. Oh, so that's the 90 yes. minute sleep cycle. Right. And it gets thicker yes. and thicker. I've seen that on TikTok. That's what I was going Oh my gosh. Well, if it's on TikTok, well, you know, then it's right. Okay, so six hours is four sleep cycles, and you're getting some rich REM in that last one. But if you go into that seven, seven and a half hour sleep cycle, that fifth cycle, you get more REM sleep. And that's why it's so good for mental health. Yeah, so let's talk about dreaming. Do we dream? Do we remember our dreams? Apparently, we dream like seven times a night, Mm -hmm. uh, according to the most trusted resource, TikTok. Oh, um, my favorite resource. <laughs> yeah. TikTok is like a thing right now. One day this podcast will be, and it'll be like, what was TikTok? Like, be like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, but then we just don't remember it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we are dreaming lots through different stages. That's totally true. And some people remember their dreams lots and some people don't. Can dreams affect our quality of sleep or we just dream? And then like sometimes you remember it. Great question. What about like nightmares? Great questions. What do you think? I don't know if the nightmares affect my quality of sleep. I don't know about you guys, but... I think anyone who has nightmares would say it yeah. absolutely affects the quality of sleep. I don't know, like, sleep. oh, I'm so scared. What a beautiful sleep. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so that... I don't think just so refreshed. You know, uh, okay, so dreams are interesting. So don't you have some dreams, like, sometimes you wake up and it just feels like you've been busy all night in yeah. your dreams doing things? Like, that is not refreshing. 
I had a dream that I was at work once, like a full, it felt like a full eight, nine hour day of I work. I get work dreams all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I woke up, I'm like, oh, oh, emails, oh, oh, phew, oh, time mm-hmm. to go work. No! Uh. <laughs> So that absolutely can happen. Those can be stress dreams. Like we get anticipating what we're going to do tomorrow. Lots of people before an exam will have a dream that they've overslept or that they ran late or showed up naked or went to the wrong place, like all the things. 100%. Yeah. Sometimes that just points to what you're worried about or what's important to you. If you're dreaming about recurrent themes, they say, like, take a look at that theme. It's not necessarily about the person or the place per se, but maybe it's the feeling that you're repeating through that there's something there to kind of work out. I kind of love that. Interesting. Some people say that dream analysis is a thing. I don't know if I believe that. I don't think that if you dream of a sofa, it's the same thing as me dreaming of a sofa. Oh, I see what you mean. Like the cliff means the same thing in every person's dream. Yeah, I don't think I go with that. But someone once told me that when you're doing dream analysis, it's neat to say that you are every element of the dream. So there's something about, there's an email, like so you're waiting for an answer on something. There's an email, maybe you've got pressure, that's pressure you're feeling. If you're going to work, to think about the places you're going in your life or the spaces you have to go, like kind of use it as a metaphor is a neat way of kind of deconstructing what a dream might be as a guide or something useful for you. I I like that a lot. That's fascinating, actually. How do you know so much about dreams? (laughs) I don't know if I do or if I just really enjoy talking about sleep a lot. And dreams are, I don't know, we don't understand why we dream and what purpose they serve. And yet we spend so much of our time sleeping. Yeah. It's a mystery. It's yeah, fun. Yeah. Some uh, people spend a lot of their time. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Again, Disclaimer. it's coming. It's coming. You're gonna, in your 30s, it'll be, no, I, I wish for you better sleep, even if it's not as much sleep as you want right now. What else do we want to talk about with sleep? I was thinking naps. Okay. Pro or con napper? Big pro napper. Really? But I get like four hours of sleep a night. So four hours of sleep at night and then an hour and a half nap in the middle of the day mm-hmm. and then go to bed at midnight. That's my, that's how you roll. That's how I function. Okay, now you're quite a student leader and you're very successful, <laughs> so I don't want to be like, Danica, that's not enough. But you also, I kind of want to be like, on the wrist. It's Danica, okay. that's not you enough. You want to be a student leader, be like Danica. <laughs> don't be like me. Do as I say, not as I do, okay? Uh, well, there's lots of people who say successful, like CEOs get up really early. There's like the 4 a.m. club, I think, is a thing out there. Like, So there's lots of evidence about getting up early, but I, I suspect they're going to bed a little bit earlier. I just have FOMO, okay? <laughs> understandably but you're not going to miss out you're just going to be more in tune and more efficient i think people who don't get their seven and a half hours of sleep that's what we're aiming for then you're more likely to prone because you're physically tired you're not getting the restorative sleep part that those other early stages of sleep do so then you're more likely to feel like you need a nap Napping is complicated and it's very personal. I'm not a napper, but I do sleep really well. And I've pulled many all nighters. I, I know, right? I've done lots of late, late, late nights, lots of all nighters in my career for sure. But generally speaking, I do sleep well. Are you a pro napper? I am pro coffee napper. What do we call it? We call it a nappuccino. A nappuccino. <laughs> Tell us about the nappuccino. So caffeine takes around, and don't quote me, 20 to 30 minutes to get into your system and get kicking. And a power nap is a nap from 15 to 30 minutes, or 45. So you just chug some coffee down, and then you make sure you go to sleep. Assuming you're tired, you're like tired, tired, right? Like I only do this when I'm tired, tired. And then set an alarm for 30 minutes or so, and then you wake up and you're going to feel groggy. Well, for me, at least I feel groggy. I'm like, like, what is going on? But then after you wake up, I'm like, wow, that was like a full eight hours of sleep. But how does that like affect your bedtime? Yeah, what time of day are you doing this? I'm doing this normally after lunch. If I do this past four, oh my goodness. That's what I'm curious about. I haven't even tried. I don't even want to dance with that. 
No cappuccinos past 4 p.m. Yeah, yeah. Also, no cappuccinos past 4 p.m. <laughs> well, some people love their coffee. Oh, me. That's my problem. I love coffee, too. But I can drink coffee in the afternoon and still sleep well. So you can, too. Another can, humble brag. Too. It sounded like, I'm such a great I was sleeper. Like, Janet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Who knew? And speaking of napping, Samru has a nap room. Yeah, there's a nap room in the third floor. And if you don't know where Samru is, it's where all the food courts are. From the food court, you take two flights of stairs. So, you know, you'll be tired, tired. That's why I need the nap. There yeah. you go. Or you can take the elevator. Okay, so some people are nervous about the idea of going, first of all, sleeping in public or, I don't know, having their stuff taken. So what are the rules around the nap room? So it's secure. It's a place where you can drop off your stuff and you can make sure it's ensured that they're in safe hands. You won't be, like, watched or monitored in your sleep, but there are people there that make sure that you are safe. Are safe, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's no technology, which there's I no love, technology. too. There's no technology. There's no camera that records you 24-7. Oh, that's oh, good. Yeah, I yeah, thinking, yeah, yeah. I was thinking more you're not allowed yeah, to be on your 1248, Denica farted. Like, you know, it didn't say Whoa, that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is this why I don't use the nap room? <laughs> no, no, no. There's none of that. There's none of that. No, it's a comfortable spot, and what a lovely thing to have. Yeah. And so, like, everything's, like, included, like, pillows, blankets, or um, you bring your own? You can bring your own. I'm not too sure what resources, but all I know is that there's a space for people who want to nap and where their stuff can be safe. That's great. And where they can be safe. It's super helpful, especially for commuter students who are here for oh, long, long yeah, days. Um, sure, yeah. And some people just do love the nap. Like, I think that's such a personal thing and probably part of how much sleep you're getting at night or how you kind of structure your day to make that yeah, happen. Yeah. I think that's fair. I want to talk about how can you bring yourselves to wake up? That's that. Because there are people who have lectures in the morning that are like, you know, the profs aren't that engaging as this podcast, you know? So. Well, no offense. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's just like, you know, how can we, and let's say you don't have lectures, right? And yeah. you wake up, but you just don't want to go to school, so you skip it, or you don't want to go. You're just very tired, right? Or sometimes you wake up, you have no commitments that morning, right? But in the back of your mind, you know, the angel's like, oh, like, you want to start a routine, you know, like, get up and, you know, go exercise and go make breakfast and stuff. Put on some pants or something, right? But then on this side, it's like, oh, you can sleep in, you know, your laptop's right there, your phone's right there. Just lounge, right? You have the whole morning to yourself, right? Doesn't that sound nice, though, to have the whole morning to yourself with no commitments? Like, we don't need to rush through that. There's, this again, this hurried societal pressure to keep going, do more, get up. Like, what's wrong with you? Don't be lazy. So if you don't have any commitments and you can spend the morning dare I say, not wearing pants in bed, <laughs> um, just lounging and sleeping and resting, especially with everything you are going through. As university students, you're so busy that I think I might want to invite you to be self-compassionate. Like maybe you just need that rest right now. Maybe that's a really important piece of being well rather than hurry, hurry all the things all the time. Um, have you ever tried the, I and mean, we haven't talked about meditation, but have you tried going to sleep with an idea in mind about how you want to wake up in the morning? So if you could plan your tomorrow morning's first thoughts, what would you love to wake up to? Oh my gosh, I have to say something is, I've heard this before, is your nighttime person preps your morning person. Really? So you do the things mm -hmm. like change the coffee filter or put out your lunch or whatever so that in the morning, your morning self is thanking your night self and same in the morning. So what do you want? What do you need at bed? So you would like fill the diffuser with water or whatever so that you're always like that kind of 12 hours ahead. 
Well, I love that though because like I do that with my outfits every night because my outfits take me like a good 15 minutes in the morning because I'm like I want to try on this and then I want to try on that so every night I make sure I have my outfit planned before I go to bed and it's even those small things in the morning that gives me an extra 15 minutes of sleep or 15 minutes to eat breakfast right and to not be rushed yeah. okay so if it's true that your nighttime self preps your morning self or as you're going to bed you can plan your initial thoughts in the morning what would you want to think tomorrow I want to wake up like a Disney princess, you know? I like mean, who doesn't? Yeah, that's right. From caveman to Disney princess. That's nice. Like, we want to come out of, like, sleeping beauties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A hundred-year coma. Like, okay, but I bet tomorrow birds. morning you're going to think about the bluebirds a little bit differently in the morning and your Disney princess loveliness. And, in fact, I bet we will, too. <laughs> Everyone's yeah, going to be yeah, affected yeah, yeah. by that. Um, but I like that idea. If I'm having a hard time in the morning, then if I could script it, what would it look like? What do you have beside your bed that you're waking up to? Are you waking up to photos of people who love? you or turning over to the person that you're adoring are you waking up to something comfortable or something inspirational natural light makes a big difference I love waking up to natural light. Right? Just not in the summer when it's 4 a.m. Fair. Totally fair. You can get alarms that simulate the sunrise. Oh, yes. Oh, right? They're kind of that's fun. very fancy. You get lamps, too, that simulate sunlight, too. Yeah, which is supposed to do something, again, to help your circadian rhythms to wake you up. I love this circadian rhythm mm-hmm. talk. Mm-hmm. So then I'm going to invite you to go back to this podcast and just hear this little play saying, it's okay, it's okay to just enjoy where you are, under your comfort zone, whatever that's looking like, as you give yourself a bit of a chance to rest, to rejuvenate, to lounge because life is so busy. There's all these pressures and things to always be doing. And it's true, deadlines and so much ambition and leadership things and volunteer and podcast hosting and leadership in our students association. You are busy, busy people, but you've got to rejuvenate. You've got to fill the well back up if you're going to keep giving and giving. So the sustainability is an important thing for us to figure out. And then you can have more of all the things that you love. Of course, you can have more of all the adventures and experiences, et cetera, et cetera. But you're probably going to enjoy them more with a little bit more energy, a little bit more zest or peacefulness. And sleep's a cornerstone of that. So my wish for you is that you see that you absolutely deserve that. I mean, too much sleep is not great for us either, but we are mammals. We do need that seven to nine hours. So important for health and well-being. And it will actually help you to be even more productive. It is challenging that mindset, right? Not just more, 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 but... Yeah, sharpening the saw, right? Yeah. Right? Do you know that? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> The fist pound that right? you guys all just made. So you, now you need to explain the sharpening your saw. What are you referencing? I'm referencing a book called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And one of the last ones is sharpen the saw. And that is basically an analogy where you're cutting down a tree and the blade is dull. And your mind's just like, oh, no, like, I just need to get this done with. It's dull. It's like, I just need, you know, a few more hours, right? But then... Alternatively, instead of doing that, instead of being like the work hard, you kind of work smart and you take care and you focus on self-care and helping yourself, which is, you know, helping the saw. So you sharpen the saw and then because it's sharper, it's a lot more effective at cutting down the tree. So you save more time. So I guess like to add on to what you were talking about, Janet, one of my values is productivity. And even if your value, one of your values is productivity and you love and you're married to it. Self-care is a form of productivity. That's a hot take right there. But self-care Ooh, is like a form that. of productivity. Yeah. Put like, that in quotes everywhere. For all you hustlers oh. out there. Yeah, yeah. Self-care. <laughs> it is, though. Because, like, how can you be productive if you're not taking care of yourself? Like, yeah, you yeah. can't pour from an empty glass, right? So it's like, you got to take care of yourself before you can help out. All these one-liners. Just quotes everywhere. Yeah. So... 
now that we have some of those great one-liners, can't pour from an empty cup, gotta sharpen, sharpen saw. the saw, mm-hmm. I think this is a great spot to end off. I want to thank you both for being here today and facilitating this conversation. It was fun. I'm glad. Very fun. It was yeah. fun. I hope everybody listening enjoyed and learned some fun tips about getting a good night's sleep as a university student or faculty member. Good night. Good night.